They said what it is, is it's like it started as a cyst, which is essentially a fancy word for a zit, kind of, sort yeah. of. Like, yeah. But it made channels in my gut, and then, like, it would find the next weak spot. So if, if you could look at it, it, it looks probably something like like you would imagine a, a chipmunk's burrow, yeah. but in my stomach, like between the fat and the muscle. Good God. So, and the problem is, is if they keep giving me these antibiotics and it kills the infection, but you don't take the the sac part out, they can regrow. Yeah. So I don't, like, <coughs> it, it's so bad that just picking up my daughters, if they wiggle wrong, it, like, oh. makes me clinch in pain. Like, if you were to punch me in the stomach right now, I'd go down in the fetal position with a flick. Like, there's... Oh, jeez, man. Jeez. It's always something. There's something about Christmas that's just always something. I was talking to Melissa about it today, and I'm like, like, we've never, like, there's always some weird thing going on at Christmas. Like, last year... My dog died. COVID yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah, dog died like th three days before Christmas, and your dad got COVID. And then, like the year before that, our electricity was killed. Like half our house that. was out. Yeah, and then like and then like the year before that, one of us was in an unemployed. We didn't know how we were gonna make Santa happen. And then like like this year, we're actually like pretty decent off. We're gonna we've got a pretty good Christmas for everybody, and it's like. Nobody, nobody can stop like vomiting and coughing on each other. It's fucking terrible. Ugh. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, have decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone. Mostly I am never alone. With me is my intrepid podcast host, most weeks. Neil aka Tiny Wizard. And we are joined as the Triforce is completed once again. You guys know him. It's always the end of the year shows. You know him as the Buildmaster General. Yo, what's up, old man? Fan Phil Billy 330 here back again on the podcast. It's my my month to be relevant. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's month not true. You're you're always relevant. This has been a a, a light Phil Billy content year but that's only because you've been there's super been a busy lot going on yeah man you had to buy, build your own house there's, there's all yeah. sorts of shit going on Kid game this year some yeah sometimes we got shit going on you know what i mean yeah all right so that being said tonight we are doing our year in review what did we think of 2022 what were our upsides what were our downsides uh we don't necessarily have to stay positive tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We stay positive. Oh, wait. That's a later show. God. <laughs> as, so hard to keep say, it straight. As if we, like, ever 
ever go towards the positive for any extended period just of time, just a disclaimer to everybody forced. we have recorded everything out of order so like so like the show you're gonna hear at the the very start of next year was recorded before this one so i'm i'm all befuzzled uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be all over the place. Uh, we're gonna do our year in review. We're gonna talk about 2022, the upsides, the downsides, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, and then probably more of what we didn't like because that's what we do here. Um, and just just a quick disclaimer: the guys, as I've said multiple times, can't actually see me when we're recording this. Uh, so you have probably noticed uh, that I've got beautiful rainbow-colored nails. Uh, my daughter uh, decided to come out and paint my nails, and uh, I allowed it for whatever reason. So I have glittery, sparkly nails. Uh, it's so your dad duties. Anybody out there who's like, you know, I think Zach is looking a little bit more fabulous today. Yes, that is uh, <laughs> that is because Stella got to my hands. Uh, what's great is uh, the my shitty camera makes it actually looks like they uh, they were painted perfectly perfectly, but there's like nail polish like up my finger, and then there's there's missing spots on the finger. It was just it was just a mad swiping of nail polish everywhere. Uh, so so all right, guys, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into this. We're gonna get, take a quick break, then we will be right back with uh, fan traction. Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment. That is fan interaction. That's where you guys, the fans, you talk to us, the co-hosts, you comment on our podcast, uh, and we read them out. We respond to you. That's what we can offer as a small channel. So let's get right into it. We had a, a, a decent amount of comments from what I see here. Uh, roughly like nine. Uh, did we get? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll go right in the back. Uh, backdraft coming in with armored core six equals full mast. Parentheses. If you know, <laughs> you know. And then he also said remnant two equals excitement. Uh, I'll be first to talk about this. Uh, remnant two is. V- I'm very excited about remnant two. So is uh, is, is uh, Mr. Philbilly. If I yes, if, sir. I am also very excited for Armor Core 6. I know that uh, Neil is not a mecha guy, um, and there are a few people in our audience that are not mecha guys. Myself, I enjoy a good mecha, and Armored Core is a good mecha game that has been dormant for nearly 10 years, I believe, as a franchise. I think Armored Core 5 came out something like uh, like 2012, something like that. I'll say I've never played any of those games, but I did watch the... the, um you know the promo or whatever for it and it looks very interesting it would be one that i'd be uh you know i wouldn't be a day one adopter but if someone told me it was good and explained it to me i'd be open-minded about that one i like the aspect of the like you custom build robots from scratch like your giant fighting robots from scratch uh, and you do it by earning money uh, so, like, the loop is, like, you don't let necessarily gain loot. The loop is you take a mission in your, your shitty robot. You go out, you try and beat the mission in your shitty robot. You earn money to, to buy the missile launcher you want, and then you stick that on the robot, and then you go out. Like, that's the loop, uh, and it's just a really satisfying, awesome loop. Like, you play a robot pilot mercenary, I guess. Uh, Remnant 2 also looks exciting. Um, 
All right, continuing. Bloody nose! Ah, bloody nose. We are becoming fast friends, sir. I am totally okay with that. He says, holy crap, speedy recovery to all heart band-aid, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. We, we were talking about that off camera. I might even put it in as a bonus or an opening. But yeah, everybody is fucking sick except Neil. Uh, somebody pissed off a voodoo, like somebody pissed off a voodoo witch doctor or something because everybody has got snot coming out of their ass. They got shit growing out of their chest. It's just, it's just a fucking unholy nightmare. Uh, Merry Christmas. And then, <laughs> then moving on, uh, Bloody Nose, 751, Laughy Face, Laughy Face. What's up, man? Laugh out loud. Glad you enjoyed my comment. That's right. It's not necessarily about enjoyment there, Bloody Nose. It's about commitment, and we are committed to reading those comments. Even if I have to go back two weeks and fish through the comments to say meow into a fucking microphone, that's commitment here. That's, that's what our listeners come back for. <laughs> uh, then uh, we're back to backdraft. I'm under the impression that Zach doesn't like Hideo Kojima. All I'm going to do to respond to that is uh, look into the camera uh, with a gaze that somewhat says, come on. All right, moving on. He doesn't like him. He loves him. Ah, bite your tongue. <laughs> oh man uh, okay. I don't think it's the fact that like it's just like some people love Kojima they like perpetuate it to some degree uh -huh. I think it was IGN had a video up that was just him touring and showing off a studio I, and it's I, just like come on like it, it's just like feeding into it there is there is an aspect of rage there and and maybe this is not the most healthy part of my hatred of Hideo Kojima but there is an aspect of you not only are you so egotistical that you think this way about everything but no one no one around you has said to you hey what the fuck are you do doing you know, like, what are you thinking? Like, this isn't the way the world works. Uh, like, nobody's checked him at all in any way, shape, or form. Like, mm -hmm. everybody just feeds off of it. And then, like, games like Death Stranding come out. And even the review that says it's 6 out of 10 still has a bunch of really positive things about it in it. And it's just like, what are we doing here? Like... Unless you tell him he's being an asshole, he's not going to know he's being an asshole, too, you know? And do I think he'd correct his behavior if somebody said to him he's being an asshole? No, but I would love just one of these media companies, media outlets, award shows, whatever, to be like, Hideo Kojima is overrated. Because Hideo Kojima is overrated. Even if you like his games, all right? They are not what they proponed to be that it's just not what they are and that's what bothers me so much it's like every game he has is treated like the second coming and they're just not that good even when they're good they're not that good you know what i mean nobody's that good nobody's that good nobody i don't know i don't know i don't like it uh moving on <laughs> Uh, backdraft again. Jedi Survivor has big shoes to fill, but I am super excited. Uh, I never actually played Fallen Order. Did you play it at all, Fibley? I know you're a Star Wars guy. 
No, I didn't. Uh, I know about it. I know what it brought to the franchise. I know it was a great game, but no, I did never um, play play it just as a time thing and a uh, and uh, in that universe, the Jedi aren't my favorite part of the yep. universe. Not that I, they're fine, but uh, no, I I didn't play that. I was talking about that on one of the recent shows. I don't know if it's something that's coming out in the future or something that's already came out. But, yeah, I, I think the game looks great. It's by a great company. I'm sure that both games will be great. I don't want any more Jedi games. I just don't. Uh, so that's going to keep me away from it. Uh, in you know, whatever. I think we've got enough Jedi material out of that uh, IP. I feel like we could go so many other places that we're not going, you know. Yeah, I know a lot of that story and 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 Star Killer and all that from literature too. So like, I, I read a lot of the Star Wars books, so I'm familiar with with you know Kyle Katarn and that that's who that is, right, Neil? Is that uh, Katarn? Oh, uh, Cal, the main oh, character. It's Ka- Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I know a lot about him, but um. yeah, I uh, I got I want to say three hours into the game. Uh, I'm not a Soulsy sort of dude, but it is very Soulsy. Um, but it is uh, it's baby's first Souls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> truly, it is because it it actually adds difficulty modes. So if you like the format of that game that like game style, but don't like the obscene difficulty. Um, that's an option for you. Honestly, the biggest thing that I enjoyed from my time with it was how much it is like shot and presented like a movie in the series, like with the music, how the music swells at certain points. They do the, they do like the wipes across the screen whenever they like, you know, jump to certain places or whatever. Um, I really like that. I never got to finish the game just because I just wound up falling off of it and, you know, grabbing other things. But I in- thoroughly enjoyed every bit that I played of it. <laughs> Someday, whenever I get caught up on everything else, I want to go back to it. <laughs> All right. That brings us to William Ho, and here we go. Hi! Exclamation point. Kids, am I right? And man, only two hours for emergency? Here it's like ten. Anyway, hope it's behind you now. He then moves on. Street Fighter Six. Man, I wish I had uh, I had time to get uh, get good in a fighting game. Tried Guilty Gear Strive (parenthesis), which was amazing, but it got very obvious to me I didn't have the time to really get into it and have fun. So, yes, Zach. Enough rogue lights. Rogue lights. Road likes, road lights. Oh man, I'm not saying anything, right? Etc. Nothing against them, but gosh, we had so many in the past few years. I feel we're good for now. I'm really interested by the Dead Cells slash Castlevania crossover. I know it won't happen. I know it won't happen, but I wish they would do a proper non-randomized map for this DLC. We'll play it anyway as I quite like Dead Cells already. Actually, Koei Tecmo already did a Monster Hunter-like game on the PS Vita, which is Tokiden, really. Quite an amazing game, too. 
So I'm very curious what they'll do with the new upcoming game. Everybody was confused with Bill Clinton, kids, but they still <laughs> applauded. And you're right, it might have been staged. So for my off-topic this week, I want to shout out a new premium mobile game I've played, which is Afterplace. It's amazing. Took me 10 hours to beat and did it in like two sittings. I couldn't do anything else than play it. That's how good it is. It's a Zelda-like with some open-world elements to it. It should be available on PC, too, at some point. Amazing game made by only one dude. Anyway, that's all I have. Thanks for the show. Hashtag pink eye. <laughs> you have no idea, Will. I, I, I might post pictures to Discord and, and totally ruin everybody's Don't day. Don't do that to people. <laughs> uh... Okay, so in order, yeah, the, uh, Will actually sent me uh, uh, pictures to prove this. Uh, I believe he lives in Canada, some uh, like somewhere around Quebec, and uh, his the wait time in the emergency rooms are like ten hours or something like that. Like it's it's crazy, and he was like universal health care system. It is, it is, uh, it, it, it's it's absolutely insane how long they have to wait. For, uh, for that stuff, uh, which I was surprised it was that long. Uh, the Street Fighter Sick, the Guilty Gear Strive, I'm the same way. Well, I, there's something about 2D fighting games that the, the skills have left me. I used to be able to do it when I was a kid. Uh, you know what? I couldn't do it as a kid. My brother could do it as a kid, and he just whooped the shit out of me until I found a cheap-ass character that I could, like, <laughs> fucking fuck. Damn. I've never been good at them or 3D. It's the same thing. Like, there's always someone who knows those oh, button the combos, combinations yeah. just to to basically lock you in place, and then it just ends up being me getting frustrated and quitting. Yeah, Street Fighter Two came down to this in my household with my brother. My brother, who had mastered Ken from start to finish, ultimate. 50 hit combos uh if he started if he got his hit off first you're done he's gonna hit you with 72 hadoukens and 37 shurikens but vega has this sliding forward strong kick uh along the ground uh that if you hit him with it they'll fall down and then if you time it right you could just keep hitting them as they get up with it and then just corner trap them and slowly slide kick them to death uh so what it came down to was if i hit him with the slide kick I had him in the cheapest way humanly possible on the face of the fucking planet. If he punched me, he did this beautiful combo that made me weep a tear from my eye. So, like, that's mm -hmm. what it came down to. So, I don't know. 2D fighting games are not for me. I was much better at Tekken, which is a 3D fighting game. Tekken was my jam. Uh, we'd actually have decent fights on that. Um, but, yeah, like, 2D fighting games I can't, I can't do, uh, which is probably making Neil regret agreeing that he tag-team with me if Six has it. Ah, um, uh, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. He'll carry you. He will. He'll be carrying you <laughs> the whole time. See, here's the thing, though, is, like, this is a little aside topic here, but, like, I have very specific mains, and as it stands right now, the only one who's really been super confirmed is uh, Chun-Li, <laughs> and she's my backup. Yeah, you can't play Bison, right? Like they didn't no, play Bison. Uh, he's probably going to... They'll probably have him show up as a DLC character later on. But he's making still... you pay for Bison. That's some bullshit. 
Well, I, even still, if they decide to change him like they did in five, I, I don't because uh, how they made him in five completely changed his style of play from oh. what I used him for. So, yeah, it gets a little wonky there. Uh, then to move on, enough roguelikes, roguelikes. Yeah, we, yeah, guys, developers out there, we're done, man. We're we're good. We've had we're we're at our full. They're not bad. Just this does not have to be the only thing you do. We we could get some other genres in there, man. Like I I swear every day a new roguelike or roguelite is announced, and I'm just I'm done with that genre. I really am. Like I mean, first of all. It's not going to be better than Hades, so give up. Uh, like, like I mean, just just give it a breather. You know, give it a breather. And definitely stop pigeonholing licensed characters into that genre, like Hellboy. Give us a good Hellboy game by itself without making it a fucking roguelike or whatever. Can I put a shitty plug for something in then? Sure. You're talking about this. Sure. Yeah, fuck roguelites. But if you like roguelikes, which I don't normally... But somebody made me try this game, and it's awesome. And it's made by one dude named Jordy, and it's called We Who Are About to Die. And the only reason I tried it was because it's a gladiator. I own that game. Do you? Yeah. Have you played it? I, I can't play it with the mouse. I'm waiting for them to add the controller support. Like, I loved so it, but I could not make the mouse work for me. And I'm like, I gotta wait for controller support. And they said it's coming soon like it's one of their first things they're trying to add i can't believe that was made by one guy yeah it blew my mind the game is awesome and i don't even like roguelites but the way they have that game set up the the combat's the combat's awesome and the build mechanics are just like crazy and like they have like different currencies you know like you can get gold or you can get fame and you can use them for different types of things and like Fame can Game buy favor you with the coaches and stuff. Yeah, buy you insight on what the next fight up is coming, so you can tweak your build. To, yeah, I was impressed. That game is amazing. I will 100% agree with you. Like I said, I can't make that mouse combat, close combat system work. I need the way for the controller system. Like, I loved what I played. I just, I died so fast so many times that I'm like, I got to wait for controller support. But they they said they're going to add it, so I I didn't actually try and give it back. I still have it. On my hard drive, I'm waiting for them to add the controller support. I, that game looks cool. I hope they add multiplayer, too, because that would be fucking awesome in multiplayer. Yeah, it would. But, yeah, just a shout-out to this one dude who made that. Yeah. If you're interested in, like, the Gladiator-style games, you might want to look into it. It's, it is. It's really cool. It's very interesting. Very interesting game. Uh, I'm really interested in Dead Cells Castlevania crossover. Yeah, it looks good. I, I haven't played Dead Cells in a while, uh, but that is something that would bring me back to it. They're definitely not going to do a non-randomized map for Dead Cells. Um, but, yeah. I've never heard of Tukidin, uh for the Monster Hunter, but I am very excited for Wild Hearts. I still you know think... the fear with Wild Hearts? What? Is uh, I think I'll like it. Don't get me wrong, and I'm excited for it. But it, it, just to me, a little bit, it looks like someone was like, "Dude, we should do a monster game." And then his kid came in and screamed Fortnite, and they were like, "Yeah, let's combine those." I mean, With, like, the building part yeah. of it, you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. I will say, 
the Fortnite building mechanics are actually really interesting. I'm kind of surprised nobody has implemented them really in anything else. You know what I mean? Like those speed building mechanics that they have there. So I am interested to see it. I think you're right, though. It's like, let's also add a Fortnite element. Like, and that was their, like, uniqueness to it. Um, yeah. Then we've got uh, Bill Clinton staged. I still think it was staged. Uh, from what I understand, that, that kid was a professional troll, basically. It's coming mm-hmm. out. So, like, I still think it was staged. Uh, Zelda, like, this uh, This mobile game sounds really interesting. This Afterplace. I'm going to see if it's on PC. Um because I, I I don't I don't hate Zelda likes sounds good. All right, so let's move on to our final two comments, uh, both from Backdraft again. He was very chatty. Somebody's trying to earn a spot on that uh, that award council for next year. Um, <laughs> uh, I will always. I'm sure, that's his motive. <laughs> yeah, right. I will always play Remnant, Zach. I played the shit out of it. Backdraft, I wish I had known you back when I uh, when I was playing the shit out of it. I could have used somebody to play with. Uh, and I wish it was still in Game Pass. If it is, I have to look. I don't think it is. I think it left it. But uh, if I, I, I would definitely play with you. Definitely. Uh, and then finally he says, Yay, Wild Hearts. Looking forward to it. Keeping Monster Hunter on its toes. Dauntless started that uh, way. Started that way, but quickly shit the bed. Then they kept getting more and more arcadey. My biggest problem with Dauntless was the skill gap uh, between certain areas. There'd be a point where you'd get to where, like, the thing above you was so nearly impossible to beat uh, until you somehow brute forced it or ended up going in with other higher level characters and let them do it. And then once you beat them, you could level up so there was nothing. But there was no, there would just be these huge steps. And I was like, why would you put these giant inaccessible walls in here? Uh, so, yeah, that was my biggest problem with Dauntless, actually. Uh, all right. That's it for fan interaction. Uh, so we're uh, going to... What? Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, Is it on Game Pass? It, they had taken it off, but they might have added it back. I know they added a bunch back. Oh, uh, you know what? Never mind. Uh, because... When I search for uh, when I search for remnant uh, on here, it says remnant from the ashes now available on Game Pass. And you look at the timestamp; it's December eighth, twenty two. So then you go in and actually click on it, and it shows that it's on Game Pass, but it shows from when it was put on May fourteenth, twenty one. I just checked it on my Game Pass on my computer. Uh, you can purchase it through Microsoft. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, this cough is killing me. Um, you can purchase it through Microsoft if you have Game Pass for fifteen ninety nine. Uh, but <clears throat> it's normally 40 bucks, So it is yeah. not currently in Game Pass. Although, if you have Game Pass, it's still a pretty cheap price to pick it's it up. It's worth it yeah. if you're into that kind of game. Again, might be something I buy permanently. Just got to wait till I get through that holiday season. All right, let's wrap up fan traction. We will move into our year in review. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our talking point. This is the year in review show 2022. What did it do for us? Did we like it? 
Did we hate it? Uh, what were our upsides? What were our downsides? Uh, we really didn't talk about how we're going to do this between uh, between takes. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I come like, to realize yes, now. Let's do thing. So, uh, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to just start pointing stuff out? How about this? We'll go round robin. Somebody will point out something they either liked or disliked, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Sound good? Phil, something okay. you liked, something you didn't like. Um, I'm going to be probably pretty negative on yeah, this would, panel for this year. That. I've got some like, positive. Like, uh, some, I just, not much came out in my style of game this year. Like, I, I mean, I love that, you know, Elden Ring came out and blew the world away. Um, so, I mean, there's a positive, but again, it wasn't, I didn't even play it. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. It just isn't necessarily my type of game. Right. So I, I spent a lot of time going back to games that released in like 2020, 2021. Uh, like I spent the majority of my time this year on, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, um, sunk a ton of hours to get to end game on that and i loved every second of it so i mean i enjoyed myself but it wasn't because of the games that came out in 2022 um and i'm still this is what bothers me is i'm still playing warzone a lot and i don't even think warzone's that great <laughs> like i mean it's good for, for what it is but i don't want to be playing it it's just I do enjoy playing games with, especially Filthy Phil, he's who I play the most with, and nothing came out that stuck this year. We got a little bit of a reprieve with uh, Tiny Tina's, mm -hmm. um, but then when we got to Endgame, like, they handled that game so poorly, and it became not fun, so, like, it only took us away from... Warzone for like a month so and he's not into crpgs so that's just what i play by myself so uh yeah it was kind of a negative year for me nothing drug me in um even in our awards show like there was nothing i was seriously pushing for to win or super excited about um Sadly, there were just a few games I didn't. I was just rooting against. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll start with just the you overview know, for me. I think that uh, I think that on some points I really agree with you, and some others I don't. But uh, but again, our tastes are different. I think there were some games that really released to satiate my appetite, but there was a lot of like spaces. Uh, I remember where there was just nothing. You know what I mean? Even when you'd have the good games, there was just still these huge swaths of time where you had nothing. And we had a lot of delays this year. Yeah. That's actually... You guys both perfectly combined what uh, my biggest takeaway from the year is. Mm -hmm. Is if everything that was supposed to come out this year came out this year... I think we even talked about it on our 
our anticipation show of last year last yeah. year was this year was supposed to be like the fucking tits man mm-hmm. like it was supposed to have all the things like heavy hitter after heavy hitter and then we have all those big open stretches where we didn't have anything from all these different games that got delayed or they were originally within this window but now they got pushed back so this year was fine but this year almost served to tee up next year but at the same time (coughs) the stuff that we have coming next year that was supposed to be out this year is the only real major stuff to look forward to. So I almost feel like this year was a Cleveland Browns fan to a T. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, really. It's going to be great. We're going Super Bowl. And next year comes around and it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) We make excuses. What's weird. It's, it's it's a, we're, we're good for a rebuilding year. That's what it is. Is we, we get, we get a year that we can rebuild and we'll be good to go. And that's what this next year is going to be is the fruits of that. But like, like but is mentioned. it? Can we even trust them at this point? Yeah, that, that's, that's, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the big problems is Brown fans right. at least have that faith that like next year's going to be the year. I don't have that faith anymore. Like I had that faith still at least a little bit last year. Um, and this year was not nearly as bad for me as it was for you guys, I think. Uh, just because, again, there were a few titles that were made specifically for me that came out and were great um but again like you have all these delays and delays and now 2023 is literally like all the games that were supposed to come out this year and that's it there's a bunch of other stuff that was announced at the game awards for 2023 but how do we trust that after what happened last year you know like every one of those i'm like ha 2024 at least ha 2024 at least you know so like i don't i don't trust any of those um i again i'm gonna go a little bit positive since you guys have both kind of gone negative on this one uh which is totally fine i understand that i'm not arguing with it uh but there were some very specific niche games that had quality i felt like this year was a year for indie developers uh sifu was a huge success I'm never going to stop talking about it. Anybody who just went, oh, he's going to talk about Sifu again. I mean, you should get a different podcast because I'm going to be talking about Sifu <laughs> for probably the rest of my life. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Huge, kick-ass, awesome game. Came out this year. Uh, and there were a lot of these kind of like indie titles that like really showed up uh, for me uh, that, that really made me love them. There were a couple of mainstream titles this year actually had Kirby and the forgotten realms. And I know I am a 41 year old man, uh, about to, uh, 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 sing the praise of a child's game, but it's a really good game. It just is. It has some really cool moments in it. It, it really surprised me. And maybe, some of my love from it comes from the fact that I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was and I just didn't have anything to play at the time uh, and it just kind of blew me away. But still, that in itself uh, was kind of enough to like really, really bring me in. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. And you uh, got Sonic, which you enjoyed. Sonic, 
That was another. I, you read my mind. That was another one I was about to point out. Uh, another huge positive is Sonic Frontiers. We finally have a good Sonic game, a good 3D Sonic game, uh, at least a decent one, and and that's huge. It has sold 2.5 million copies now. It is considered a success. It has a roadmap. Um, I'm I'm super excited about the future of Sonic, and I haven't been excited for the future of Sonic. <sighs> Since it was 20, like, it's it's kind of crazy that we finally got that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to die before a good 3D Sonic game came out. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. that that That's my positive, my positive there. I think maybe I, we should go back to Phil. Well, I just wanted to piggyback off sure. of, like, what I noticed about what you said was if you guys have been watching this show for a long time, you may remember that I've talked about, like, I didn't get into gaming um, until I was much older, uh, it, I just didn't have access to it really when I was a kid other than at friend's house. So think about what you said is like all the games you pointed out, they are games that either tugged on your, um, reminiscing like strings from childhood, stuff like Kirby, stuff yeah. like Sonic. Yeah, that's true. So that's why those things don't hit for me like they might for you or neil um because i don't have that um memories uh, of playing those really um that i was so fond of that right. i was excited about them and then even kind of still with goes with the other things you mentioned are like brawlers or uh fight yeah they're both brawlers right with teenage mutant what is TMNT? Is yeah, that a, it's a brawler. It's a brawler. Yeah, because yeah. it's, yeah, it's like a side-scrolling yeah. 2D brawler mm -hmm. as opposed to um, your other one, which is a 3D brawler. So, like, if if those uh, types of games were up your alley, then, yeah, your experience right. might be completely different than mine, who my gaming... Um, I almost said career. It's not a career. My gaming interest didn't really develop until I was more in that adult phase. And it's not to say those games are childish. It's just you, I'm sure you guys can both agree that if you looked at it, having never seen those yeah. things yeah. as an adult, they wouldn't pique your interest without that. The memories that came before, I'm sure. Unless you're well, invested I, in Sonic, you're not gonna like yeah. be really excited about a Sonic game that's good. Yeah. yeah, so I just feel like that's where this year kind of dropped the ball a little bit for me. It was just the more, I don't know if you want to call it mature or um, like the, the different genres didn't feel as heavily represented. Well, and I definitely have some negatives that I haven't even gotten to. I just wanted to start positive first. There were some, oh, yeah. some good ones. That wasn't ones. to dig on anybody. No, no, no. I was just I didn't pointing out what... <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely, like, if you're not in... That was one of the things, is if you're not into those niche games, it, it wasn't going to do anything for you, you know? Yeah. Uh, Neil. So, uh, I actually... Uh, the the positive on, on this okay. end... Um, this year, I feel like, was a year of more of a, a couch co-op-y sort of resurgence mm. uh, to some degree. I wouldn't say it was like 
every game has that couch co-op, but at least well, in my own personal life. At least half um, the games I named had couch co-op. So right, yeah, I mean, I know so yeah, mean. it's 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 definitely something that is like being reconsidered because there was a weird period of time. I want to say back in like 2015. A lot of developers were like, oh, well, we just can't do it. And it's like they right, didn't yeah. even try to implement, you know, split screen, couch co-op-y sort of stuff. And if they did, it was very stilted. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands played through entirely co-op on the couch. Did not play that game solo. I don't even know what the menus look like playing solo. <laughs> um, and then uh, like my wife and I playing Stardew Valley. You know, yeah. uh, just uh, even though that game came out forever ago, um, like you'd mentioned, TMNT, uh, stuff like that, like the couch co-op. Even co Kirby. Kirby had couch co-op. Kirby. Kirby had couch yeah. co-op. They're finding ways to put couch co-op back in games, and yeah. I really appreciate that. And it doesn't have to be like it used to be where all four players can team up, yada, 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 this, that, and the other. I just need one other person. Because while uh, online does solve a lot of that sort of stuff, you do have some situations to where, you know, you want to do local split screen. You know, it's if you were to play with that same person using the online format, it wouldn't feel the same. Right. So, like, we have two Xboxes, two TVs. My wife and I could very easily both boot up a game. It's not as and fun. Have, yeah. a, a, right. And, like, we I drag agree. a TV upstairs. I sit on the floor and play on one while she's got the one on the wall. And we just kind of talk to each other the whole time. It doesn't feel the same yeah. or if i had it down in the basement here where the tv's currently hooked up in the bar like if i were to play down here and her upstairs even though she's upstairs we're still talking on voice chat we're not actively in the room with each other um you know it, it just doesn't hit the same and i'm glad that that's now becoming a consideration again is the split screen that focus on playing games with somebody in person yeah yeah i can get behind that um yeah i understand that i wish my wife was into any of that i might <laughs> get to do it but she's not a gamer i drag melissa into it with prelude and it, it gets yeah. hard sometimes to find games that we can play together uh so i kind of i kind of understand that i will say though my first big negative is one of your positives and i again have nothing against you loving this game and, and this experience uh, for you and your wife. But Borderlands kind of died for me this year. I think Phil Billy is going to echo that. Uh, it, it was a, a, a kind of a surreal experience because Borderlands as a series has been a part of my life for like, I think actually longer than I've been married to my wife. Uh, so, and, and this year I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to play a Borderlands again after, after Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and getting to the end um and that was really sad for me uh because i think the game's presentation was good i think it also spoke to a much more casual fan base which probably brought more people in initially but i think they uh they kind of did their hardcore fans dirty on that one and the hardcore yeah. fans are what gives the game longevity. Uh, so I don't know. And I'm more on the hardcore side than the casual side for it. So I, 
just I just don't think I'm ever gonna purchase a Borderlands game again. Uh, that uh, to echo that that really killed me because as I just said, I got into gaming like later in life. Borderlands One was the reason I bought an Xbox. I that was the only reason I bought a system at all was to play that game. So that was the franchise that really brought me Mario, into gaming. Man. Yeah. So I basically watched that franchise confirm its death, in my opinion, in front of my own eyes, and I think that's why I hate that game more than it deserves the hate that I give it. Um, right. Like, I just see that company as they're not staying true uh, to what Borderlands was. And it, it's just proven itself that it, it's just not for me anymore. And it kind of, as dumb as it sounds, like it kind of hurts that I, I have to say that I don't know if I'll buy a Borderlands 4 if if Borderlands 4 comes out. Because, like, 3 was like, I bitched about it, but at least I could look back and be like, you know, I still played it for, like, a year solid. But 2 I played for, like, five years solid and then it and, and border and tiny tina's I, I played it for like me and phil probably played it for maybe two months and then we were done we're like it's over yeah. so it, it kind of sucked what well, sucks too is it had such good um ideas that yeah, could have like did. made it better and they just the way they did the ending the way they did the the end game and the way it came about in the end is just I don't know. And like I said, I felt like you're going to feel more betrayal, just like I do, because we're more hardcore fans. Uh, like, you're way more hardcore than I ever was, but but we're more on the hardcore side uh, than, like, like Neil or Kayla. And I think that that's, that's just, it's it's a bummer, you know? Guy like, was good at that game. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, it's that one game, like, I could have... I did challenges and stuff. If you go back and look at some of the builds in Borderlands 3 that I did, I was time slotting with some of like the quote unquote pro gamers, like on as far as like beating uh, the raids and stuff. Like I was very good at it, and and the it, it, not only the end game, but the way that Gearbox started doing it it's buffing and nerfing all the time mm -hmm. and, and and taking a build that i'd make and then flushing it down the toilet over and over like i can take that so much before it's like that's not how that needs to be handled i agree you can balance number one play your game first like have the game 90 percent fleshed out before it's released so that way you don't have to do that to the extent that they've been doing in their past two games and number two like y you don't have to nerf so much in a game like borderlands where it's pve right like it's it's not a competitive shooter where one gun's broken you know you have so many other options you can change the 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 damage taken by enemies you can do a lot of other things than just and then they always go like if a gun's too good they just make it useless yeah they they don't tweak they 
they kill them. They yeah. kill whatever they're balancing, quote unquote. And it, it just kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so back to you, Neil. Uh, what's your next thing, positive or negative? Uh, and we'll go back to the negative. Okay. Uh, I feel like this past year, the meta narrative of gaming as a whole superseded the games. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Everything. Do you mean because I'm not following? So, so this year, like the Activision it was, it fucking was suit Activ- and all that Activision shit, scandals, deals, acquisitions, scandals with the developers, the business end of things. I bet if you went onto IGN and you counted the news stories re- resulting yeah. to gaming as a whole, as opposed to their reviews, there'd be more stories about gaming as a whole than the reviews yeah it's it's all about like the overall meta of of the games i mean you've got everything from like the actual developers to the companies as a result of and the the collective dick waving between sony and microsoft the whole Helena Taylor voice acting thing, like there's, there are so many things that happened this past I mean, year. Apple and Epic continued. Apple and Epic, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it has just, it gets in the way of Hideo Kojima just walking games. around, uh, Hideo just existing <laughs> in space. Uh, well, I mean, even even that, even that, like. We are continuing the these the the same stories that have been running forever, uh, you know, uh, like Hideo Kojima, like mm-hmm. that whole thing, like, oh, my most bestest friend Hideo Kojima, who wasn't allowed to <laughs> accept his award because he was fighting with Konami, like four years ago, man, like, you know, all of this stuff, it, it's getting to the point that the overall things happening around the industry are starting to get in the way of the actual games themselves. Like back, back in the day, you know, maybe it's because Activision may have been different back then, but like when something like Diablo two came out, Oh wow, this game is so good. Look how it plays. Look how it feels. You know, that's all it is. You know, Diablo 4 or like Diablo Immortal. Oh my God, have you heard what Activision's been doing? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, like at the end of the day, there are people who are working on these games and trying to make these games great. You know, I, I think sometimes, even us sometimes, get a little bit distracted by the overall like the happenings within the industries. And I know myself, I lose sight sometimes that there are people who have nothing to do with anything that we're talking about who are just going in every single day and pouring their entire being into making these games and to have that creation by that people or team of individuals be overshadowed by something, some prick in a suit going out there and saying some more stupid shit. Uh, that that that's one of the main takeaways uh, of this year. Uh, I feel like more so than other years. I 100% agree with that. I feel like every game announcement that we've had has somehow been related to like 
you know, uh, the Activision sale or Bethesda sale or sexual harassment or like, mm-hmm. like crazy shit that like, like it's like we can't just talk about the games anymore. We, we're constantly talking about the 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 meta, the the legal shit, the all that stuff that's that's going into this. And uh, I completely agree with you. It is from a guy who has covered this for going on four years now. It's exhausting. It's exa- It's not what it was four years ago. Like four years ago, you could just talk about the games. We can't talk about the games anymore. Every other show is some weird shit going on that like has nothing to do with a new video game or a new announcement and it it, it is very annoying and frustrating and I'm glad you said something because it's it's just ridiculous especially when then you look at all these games getting delayed it's like yeah. when the games get delayed out of the year the only thing you have to talk about is this insane exactly legal it, shit it, it has showed me too that like to start paying more attention to the indie side of things because of all that because like even like um i was thinking about this earlier actually was like how you know how everybody has adopted the or is adopting the 70 dollar uh model yeah it's Mm -hmm. just making like games aren't coming out good enough for me to be like okay i get it so and games aren't just that $70 anymore. Like there's very rarely is there a game that comes out that they don't expect you to down the line if you like that game to try to squeeze more money out of you, yeah. whether it be with a battle pass, whether it be with DLC, whether it be, and they're locking things behind DLC that I don't consider to be typical DLC um acceptable dlc items you know what i mean like dlc used to be an add-on to a game to me like it was like you beat the game um and they added you know 15 hours more content and you paid 12 bucks to unlock that and it kind of like i was kind of cool with it but dlc wasn't just like oh you get more skins and a a character that probably should have been there from the beginning and you pay $25 on top of a game that now you're paying 70 for it's just the triple a market is becoming such a gamble that and it's not blackjack anymore where you have a 50 50 now it's like i don't know like what's it to game that has shitty odds, you know, like a let, slot machine. It, it's a slot, <laughs> it's a slot machine. <laughs> it's a slot machine now, and it's like at what point, like, if games were coming out in a decent state, I wouldn't be like, oh, this this price hike is awful, you know. I'd probably be like, oh, I get it, you know, people are working on it, but at least I'm paying this money. I know I'm gonna get what I wanted. It's gonna be good, but. It's like this, the weird industry, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Like, it's the only thing. Like, if I go to a store and I buy a product, maybe that product isn't made well, but I can return it. And you guys have talked about this. I'm not saying anything new, but it was just, you know, I listened to something about the price hike and and I was like, you know, this sucks. Well, and what's so worse is more attention to the indies. Plus, 
the the reason the indies are becoming so big i was thinking about that too is they're not they're not beholden to investors so exactly. they're doing more things where they're making more um taking more risks yep. um uh, pushing genres forward where these triple a games that can make the good game because they have the money to they got to play it safe because they have to show their investors like hey this model worked in the past and we're just gonna we keep eating the dead horse and do it again well and that's and, that's my thing when they uh, price the high high priced it to 70 dollars i'm like what 70 dollars i mean what comes out anymore for triple a games they're all ideas of games we barely ever see them they get delayed and delayed and delayed we get four of them a year uh half of them are nintendo products and then like and then they all go on sale like 20 like like uh, 30 days later because they they're so buggy nobody wants to buy them uh so like the AAA market is just in shreds in my opinion i think the indie market is where it's at especially when they can make Solid, like you look at like a Plague Tale Requiem. That's a fucking indie game. It's got a triple A look to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like what happens is these these double A studios eventually get bought up by like a triple A studio, and then they're like, just make that game forever. Yeah, I, I, I think you may have either just been getting into gaming when this happened, uh, but. Uh, there was that period of time that Capcom caught like the most shit yeah, and had all of their DLC for all of their games on disc already. Yep. So they had already previously developed it and had it all done, set and ready to go. And what you paid for, for the DLC was literally like a 100 kilobyte download that took a fraction of a second to just take a digital barrier out of the way for you to access it. That there was like, when we were really starting to see like okay this is getting like that was like the impetus of like the loot boxes and stuff like that when that really started to be a thing it was like dead space three you could start just buying ammunition because reasons right uh and then like you'd mentioned about like the 70 dollar price tag for games uh while i have purchased now two 70 dollar games both of those games are literally the same exact version as the $60 one, but they're just a little prettier. Yep. That yeah. is it. That extra $10 hasn't yielded us literally anything at all other than right. just like, yeah, it looks okay. It looks a little bit better. Because they're all and playable when... on the old systems. Yeah. Correct. And, and what is – think about this too. What What is that $10 price hike for? Gaming is becoming – Honestly, it's cheaper to make because 87% of sales are digital now. So now these companies, they could actually just not release um, physical media if they wanted to. It wouldn't hurt their bottom line. Not really. Not in this space. So they could save all the money on the disc itself. I know that's not a ton, but it does make a difference. It does. And formatting for the disc, which does cost a lot of money. So just stop making disc. If 87% of your sales are digital, just say, hey, guys, we don't sell physical media anymore. I know that sucks. I don't like it either because we talked about do you own anything anymore? And I get it, but it's not changing, let's face it. Well, and even so, when you buy a physical 
copy, you need a day one patch to even play the fucking yeah, game. Exactly. So you don't own it anyway. I'll say this. Shut your physical copy down at any times if right. it's running on a server. So right. do you even own that? Right. Do you own a piece of plastic disc? Like, okay. I think, I think the other thing is you don't even need to get rid of those physical copies. Gaming makes more money than TV, movies, and music combined as yeah. an industry it is the highest grossing industry on possibly the planet you don't need more money you don't need more money the fact that they keep telling us they do especially when microsoft said it like well we need to raise the yeah. price i'm like you need to raise the price mr 69 billion for activision like you don't need to raise shit you're microsoft i think that like it's it's all bullshit uh it's all a way to drive you to something else um, and to just squeeze more money out of you as a consumer. And, and personally, I mean, you're right. I, I don't think I've played that many AAA games this year. I mean, I think Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was the only AAA game I played. Kirby, I guess. But Nintendo's kind of a whole different bag. Yeah. I yeah. think that, like, uh, well, and Sonic. Uh, Sonic's technically a AAA um, so, <laughs> Sonic, it's Sonic. Uh, so, all right, well, we're at 58 minutes. We should probably start wrapping this segment up. I'm going to go to each person, just final thoughts on the year. Uh, Phil. Um, my biggest highlight, uh, I got Weird West. That was good. Um, it's a good but, game. Yeah, overall, it just, it just for me, uh, the year didn't... Uh, pan out like a lot if you look back to a lot of games i was excited for on the last years they just didn't come out yeah um and um i have a lot to look forward to at least one of them that i'm very excited for in Baldur's Gate. i'm i guess i can never be 100 percent anything but i'm very confident that will actually come out and i'm confident it'll be a good game I trust the developer on that one. Um, and, and that's from someone like, I'm not a Boulder fan necessarily. I've never played uh, two, one or two, but uh, I've played the um, open, or the, uh, what do you call it? Not open beta. Early um, access. Early access, and I love it. So at least I have that to look forward to. And now that I have if nothing else this year has taught me to pay more attention to indie and and now i know how to pay attention to indie which yeah. was part of my problem before i never really understood how to even find out about those things um so yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it unfortunately i'm still playing games that aren't like warzone which is it's not a bad game but i don't play it because i love the game Right. I play it because I love playing with the people I play with. Right, right. And it's kind of unfortunate for me that that is, uh, you know, that that's my reasoning for playing something. You know, I, w I wish it was that I playing the people I play with. Right. Yeah. All right, Neil, your thoughts on 2022. Wrap it up. 2022, I think what, if I were to give it a letter grade, I give it maybe a C plus. Uh, it wasn't a nightmare. It wasn't an absolute shit show, um, but it had promised to be more than what it was. Uh, if it were my child, I would tell it I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed. 
Uh, <laughs> because I know what it was going to be and what it had the potential to be. Right. Um, which is why I'm I'm really looking more positively towards 2023 because of what 2022 was supposed to be. I mean, we did still get things, at least myself personally, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok that I'm still playing through. Uh, and it is the the new things in that game. Uh, there's there's just more. There's more new things that I wasn't even anticipating. Um, like I had mentioned to you before, you know, uh, about the whole Atreus. takeover Atreus. Uh, you can play as Atreus in certain segments, and he's actually designed to be like that. And now, I guess very light spoilers for anybody who might be playing through it. Um, uh, Freya joins your party now, too. You get a party. So God of War is now like evolving into this newer thing, this newer idea of what that sort of genre can be. So it's not it's giving me hope that there are, there are still some games out there like horizon forbidden West where you still get that copy paste of, Hey, this is more of a good thing, but just don't overdo it, which is what it seems like they're going to do, but that's a separate thing. And then we have things like God of war that are an evolution of what was already good. I had experiences, you know, shared experiences playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. As much as it may have been a disappointment for you guys, uh, I, like we had mentioned, I was not a hardcore player of that game. So when we finished, nothing wrong with enjoying a game, man. Nothing wrong. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it was solid for me. Um, But like, we never did any of the end game stuff, anything like that. Um, And then you know, even stuff like games that have staying power that are still relevant even though like stardew valley came out a while ago that community is still crazy strong even now here today um 2022 was overall an okay year i just wanted it to be what it was expected to be but as we had talked about i don't think it's necessarily we can trust anything <laughs> when it comes to anticipations for games and releases anymore. Uh, you know, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, if I were to give a letter grade, I would have to do it in twos. I couldn't give just one letter grade to the whole thing. I would actually say that the releases were probably a B- minus for me, but that's only specifically to me. I understand why everybody else is lower. It was kind of like a centered on me sort of year. Uh, but if I were to give it uh, to the meta as a whole, I give them F uh, and possibly expel them. Uh, the amount of bullshit we had as um, in the background uh, was just was just unforgivable. I mean, and stuff that like people should go to jail for, like really terrible shit um, that just overshadowed every game release and everything. Uh, the AAA market has like crumbled in my opinion uh to some extent i know that like they're probably still making money but nothing really comes out everything's an idea of a game uh everything gets released years and years after it's supposed to get released and it never gets released in the form or function that they promise uh you know even games that like i'm legitimately excited about like like skull and bones 
now is it delayed again after fucking 10 years uh you you have all the activision shit you have all of the bethesda shit you have all this just terrible terrible shit going on and uh it bothers me i mean what is the AAA market right now what is it like what games has anybody played that's like a triple a game i mean yes neil god of war and Horizon Forbidden West, sure. However, I would point out that at least Forbidden West, they're relatively new in that AAA department. I would say they're AA before Horizon Forbidden West hit, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, they have still plenty of time to become corrupt and evil. I think that, like, we just have such a dark and evil shadow over gaming right now. If there's anything I'm hoping for in 2023, it's that maybe some light shines through and we start to uh, maybe center our focus on more of these indie games and maybe let the AAA market die a little bit. I mean, a AA can do just about whatever we need them to do right now anyway. Yeah, we see one-person developer games yeah. doing a good job. With, yeah. with decent graphics. Do we need mm -hmm. those amazing forespoken graphics? No, we don't. We just need good games. And we need those good games to not be made by people who... Rape people Stop. for shit says yeah like just terrible awful human beings um so yeah that's that's where i'm at for this year i think 2022 anything good that came out of it sifu kirby sonic was just just covered in shit just terrible sad shit so uh hopefully 2023 is a better year guys sorry to end on a more negative note but we're gonna go to <laughs> We're going we're gonna to take a little break and be back with Odds and Ends. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to Odds and Ends. This is our last segment. This is where we collect smaller news stories that don't necessarily deserve a full talking point, just things we want to riff on, tell you about, whatever. I have four. Neil has one, which is a rare occurrence. So I'm going to start us off. I'm going to start us off. Witcher 3 has gotten a next-gen upgrade. Yeah. Guess what? It's fucking up PCs all over the place. Good job, oh, CDPR. No. Good job, oh, CDPR. God. You're keeping it rolling, man. Keeping it rolling. <laughs> and just, just again, to everybody out there who keeps giving them a pass, this is what you get. This is what you get. I don't even feel sorry for you anymore. Don't even feel sorry for you anymore. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess I'll just go with my next one, then, because you okay. have one. I don't know when you want to do your one. Oh, I'll just do mine last, because it's a fucking doozy. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> All right, my second one is, uh, so, Blue Protocol, uh, this is not one that Neil is going to know anything about. Uh, it's an MMO, it's kind of an anime cel-shaded thing. It is finally coming to the United States via Amazon Gaming. We talked about it a little bit. Oh, yeah, was it the Game During Awards? the Game Awards, because yeah. that's where it was announced. Uh, but some information is coming out about it. Um, one of the things that is really strange is it has some pay-to-win mechanics. Um, well, it's not PvP, though. There's no PvP yeah. elements. It's PvE, which means you can, like, buy... Assuming he's coughing. Yeah, I had him cough. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Can't stop coughing for some reason. Just dying a little bit. That's mm -hmm. all. 
right. It's worse because we can't see him. So it's right. just, I know. It just goes silent. Like somebody just like bum rushed in the house and just snatched him up. We would never know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, okay. So what you could do is you can actually pay for these tickets that allow you to complete quests as soon as you get them. So you get all the experience and rewards from it without actually doing it, uh, which is very strange. Uh, I, I saw this in an Eric's, uh, an Eric's video covering it because uh, Eric's has been covering it for a while. And they even said, like, why would you do this? Like, this is the game. It's kind of like back when uh, Ubisoft put that in for Odyssey, where you could just pay an extra 10 bucks and start at level 50. Um, very strange. Very strange mechanic. Why would you want to pay your way out of playing the game? I don't know. I mean, MMOs can get grindy, but it's still a little ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, now that I've played some MMOs, <laughs> I, get, I get what you would want to. But... <laughs> But I think if that's how you look at it, then maybe that's when you realize that MMOs just aren't are for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. I came to that realization, and I get how that could, even though it's not a PvP. That's why Beta Win still sucks, even in PvE, because if you play with a group of buddies, and right. you're the guy who didn't pay for it, yeah, it, it's it's almost worse. Because it's you're not competing, but you just feel like the asshole who's getting dragged along. And, like, I've been that low-level guy in MMOs in dungeons or, or raids with, with the guys that either paid something or just had way more time to play than me. And it is not fun getting carried through. Can I just say... Into those, everyone's like talking about how sweet the fight was and you're like yeah i stood in the corner and threw healing spells or, or right whatever like i uh you know not to go on a side tangent but one of the things that keeps me out of mmos almost permanently is the fact that like i don't have as much time as some of my other friends do to play these games so when you have a level-based system like an RPG level based system uh, without level scaling whatsoever, they play for like four more hours than me every day and I'm, I'm done. I can't keep up with them. I think that like one of my biggest problems with MMOs and like I, again, Borderlands not my favorite thing. Level scaling from Borderlands 3, fucking amazing. I could jump in with uh, Phil Billy and Filthy Phil anytime and not just get my ass whooped and actually help. Uh, yeah. because of the level scaling. All of these games need level scaling, and, like, that's something that keeps me out of it, um, like, games like this, because, like, I I won't be able to stay with them, I won't be able to play with them, and then all of a sudden, I can't do anything, you know? Like, I can't, and then I'm out. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, that was, that was a, a friend of mine back when Borderlands 2 came out. That's where I jumped into the series, uh, and he basically had me get it because, you know, he had it and he and uh, another friend of mine were playing it constantly. But that was the thing is I never played with them because they were already like when I started, they were already like level 17. And it's like, all right, well, they were like, well, just kind of hang out, you know, just hang out. You'll, you'll level really fast. I'm like, but I can't do anything right. because if I get any aggro at all, I get sneezed on and you just go down. 
and there's nothing you can do. And then, of course, when you go down, you can't get your second wind because you can't actually do yeah, anything anybody, unless yeah. somebody basically destroys something up. for you. Yeah, or picks you up. So, yeah, and that was the thing is I just never, like, played. And then it was like, oh, well, you can, know, you can go grind on your own, which is fine, but I got the game to play with somebody, with somebody not yeah. to play on my own. Um, all right, my next one. Uh, this is kind of a weird one for me. Um, it makes me very leery about the game in some ways. Uh, I love Remnant from Ashes, but Remnant 2 is actually going to be published by Gearbox. Uh, so I believe the studio is staying, um, uh, staying independent. I don't think they're going to end up owned by Gearbox and then vice vis-a-vis -vis Embracer Group. But nonetheless, uh, Gearbox has done some things lately that I don't love. I do not want to see a Borderlandsy Remnant uh, two. I just don't. I, I agree with that. Uh sentiment hopefully they don't get their hands too deep into the game itself and they just stay an outside publisher yeah just just put your money into advertisement for them and and help them there stay away from them designing let them design their game all right so my last one i hope this one isn't the one that i'm stealing from you but uh apparently hogwarts legacy is being has been delayed yet again Ladies and gentlemen, let yet again a short delay this time. It is being delayed from the original date of February 10th of 2023 to April 4th of 2023. Uh, so yes, I think that was the uh, previous gen versions that got no, delayed. That's all of them. And then it's the switch one. Them? Yeah. Well, the switch one is even farther back, and they haven't announced when it's going to be. Yeah. So every it, it's all coming out on April 4th. Sure it is. Yeah, sure it is. Right. <laughs> right. Well, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, but that's not the one you stole from me. This one. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we did our prediction show, and it's starting to seem like uh, I'm getting teed up pretty well for, uh, for next year. Uh, this time... There's apparently rumors floating around that the hardware revamp of the PlayStation 5 oh, no. is in developers' hands with announcements set to be made in 23 with the discontinuation of the manufacturer of the current disc and discless models of PlayStation 5 by the end of the year. You know what, Neil? I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> if I were you... I would stop playing your PlayStation 5 that you have. I'd put that motherfucker in a sealed box and then I'd wait <laughs> I'd wait for this revision to come out and buy that because that PlayStation 5 that you have is going to be so fucking rare because they never even made enough for everybody to have. Like yeah. and now they're already going to discontinue it. That thing is going to be a collector's item in like 10 years. Oh, I still have the box up on the shelf. I just put that right in a box. Yeah. I'd laminate that shit. I'd just like shrink wrap that shit. I'd be like, nope, nobody touch that. Do not open till 2036. And then let's sell it on eBay. I think that like this was one that when you predicted it, I was like, I 100% see that happening. I 100% see that coming. Sony PlayStation, and this is 
This is a weakness, guys, not a strength. Sony PlayStation has a playbook. They've had a playbook since 2010. They run the same play every time. Every time. It does not matter what's happening. Oh, pandemic? Who cares? This is when it's releasing. People haven't been able to get it? Doesn't matter. New gen. We're already working on six. They run the same playbook. They have no variation. They have no, like, ad lib. They have no uh, versatility. And it's a real problem for them because this is going to hurt them in the long run. I don't think anybody is going to be happy to hear about a revised PlayStation 5, uh, you know, basically six months after they were able to get the first one. And I don't think anybody is really going to be excited about a PlayStation 6 two years later. We're still yeah. calling a two-year-old system next-gen. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that that is a massive distinction. Like the fact that it is such a, an oddity and that we haven't really gotten into this generation proper yet. Sure, the generation's been going for 2 years at this point. But this holiday season is the first one that people are in some relative terms able to actually find these consoles to yeah. some degree yeah not to you know only have one on a shelf and have to fight to the literal death to to get the last and single one and only one of these consoles uh and the fact that we are already talking about a hardware revision i mean technically they've already done a hardware revision by changing the heat sink already in the manufacturer but this one here uh, from the article that I was reading about it, it's, they are apparently looking at a detachable disk drive. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why you would have a PS5 that would have the option to play discs or not. That's uh, weird. You would think that it would be a disc version only if that were the case. Why would you um, have, a, like what possible purpose could you have to detach the disk drive exactly like after the fact this is you think this is like a step because i think like the next systems won't have um discs at yes. all and what they'll do is it they'll sell the system they won't even talk about the disc and then if you're that what 13 percent that still buys physical media you'll have to go and buy this add-on that plugs in via usb or something yeah, I, I I think they might be priming for something like that. Because uh, I, I had mentioned before we were talking about this, I feel like the next generation versions of these consoles, we're going to be the last one where the disk drive is a thing. The I don't fact think that we even have them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a real possibility. I, I know that when that switch gets flipped and they're strictly digital, it's gonna be a huge uproar one way or another but i feel like this generation here is the introduction of the idea of hey so you can have the people who just do discs and that's it or like disc and digital here you go here's your console or the digital only folks you know here's your console over here they're they're slowly priming us yeah they definitely are that, that inevitability i mean this we, is we've even Oh, yeah, cause, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just saying we've even seen some companies do it, and I think it'll become the norm of, of like, when you buy the, the box set for $195. And it doesn't even have the game. 
won't have the game like they'll just be printing um empty boxes and there won't be an option for the physical media inside of them it'll for the collectors who have those bookshelves that they have lined up all their collection on yeah you're definitely on a roll though neil i'll give you that you're looking good right now uh all right uh well that's it for odds and ends unless anybody else has anything else to say nope all right let's plug this up guys we'll be right back horrible gaming podcast all right ladies and gentlemen that's the end of this show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it however before i give my fine get uh, our fine guest and my co-host a chance to plug i do want to just disclaimer really quickly uh this is the last recorded episode on time of the podcast in 2022 next week the week of christmas the horrible game awards are here please check those out we put untold hours of work into it um uh then the week after that the week directly after new year's uh will be our most anticipated games of 2023 which we pre-recorded so we are actually off for recording for the next two weeks we will then be back actually recording the week after that that does not mean don't leave your comments leave as many comments as you want on whatever you want to comment on that will be three shows of comments but i will read them all out we'll have a big ass fan interaction uh on that first show so please comment away i just want to let you know it will be a little while before you hear them because we have pre-recorded everything for the rest of the year now with that said let's go to our uh our, our guest the third member of the triforce mr vobilly 330 anything special you want to plug sir uh, not too much i do want to say um to everyone have a good uh merry christmas and have a good new year's and enjoy the time, you know, with your friends and family and uh situation you guys have going on. And hopefully you guys will uh, have an, a good um, a good time without any bad event uh, news coming out. So I, yeah, hopefully. I hope everyone enjoys that. And then um, as I will slip back into... <coughs> um irrelevancy for a while i'm sure i hope to keep my uh self going in the new year with some um streaming um like i said some warzone some wildermeth uh with zach and and we'll see when uh when some of these other games release but yeah i, I hope to do some more streaming in 2023 than i was able to do in in 22 it was a a little bit of a busy crazy year for us so um yeah that's about it guys new baby new house what's more crazy than all that yeah, uh i'm excited to play wildermyth with you i downloaded a bunch of mods for it so i'm kind of excited <laughs> god damn it neil go <laughs> well while zach is dying here uh I also would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, have a Happy New Year. Um, every single time at this point of the year, we always thank everybody for listening, letting us do this, and uh, really cannot wait for uh, getting back on the grind of the usual things. 
in the new year back with uh, UHW and streams and everything like that. But after this, I feel like we are all also going to enjoy some time off here to actually enjoy the holidays with our families and friends. And I hope you all do the same. Yes, uh, I want to echo both of those statements. Um, UHW will be returning in the new year, and we've got a new player coming. Uh, continued collab with Wizards Respite. He's actually decided to jump into the game, so I'm very excited oh, about awesome. that. Yeah. Oh. So we're going to have another player who knows nothing about wrestling, so I will have to continue to call everything. But uh, that being said, I do want to echo Neil's statement. Listen, guys, as we come to close on another year, I personally have been doing this almost four years. Neil, almost three. Uh, Phil Billy, almost three, right alongside. Um, We do this. Uh, based on your goodwill, your views, uh, and we continue to do this for you guys. Um, you know, I've said it before that we're always working for the partnership program, but I honestly don't think I am anymore. I think I'm just working to entertain you guys uh, and the people who enjoy us. Even if we somehow broke big, I think I'd just do a Patreon. I don't even think I'd go into it because I like the freedom to just speak my mind. Um, and I love you guys, like you guys as a community, William Holden, Backdraft, Asylum, Danny Wharton, Jason, Filthy Phil, anybody who I haven't mentioned, Bloody Nose, any, anybody who I haven't mentioned, you guys are absolutely great. Uh, you keep coming back. You keep allowing us to do this. You give us the vigor to do it again, you, at least for me. Uh, there are plenty of days where I wake up and I, I look at our view counts and I look at our subscriber counts and I go, what the fuck am I doing this for? And then I see you guys' comments and I go, that's why I'm doing it. So have a happy Christmas. Have a happy New Year. We will be back very soon. In the beginning of New Year, we will have tons of new shows, uh, tons of new content I'm very excited about. And just thank you, old man fam, for being there for us for this insane amount of time that we have done this without any payments or <laughs> or anything. Like you think about anybody who does podcasts or YouTube shows usually quits after a year if they're not making money. Uh, we're still fucking plugging away. It's kind of crazy. So thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, and thank you to Phil, Billy, and Neil. Guys, I've said it before. I can't do this without you guys. You guys are great. You help the content. You help the shows. You're wonderful. I know, Phil, that you said you weren't on that much this year. You had a lot of shit going on, but that doesn't mean shit. We wouldn't have half the subscribers we didn't have if you didn't do Mandalorian flack two years ago. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all of you, like both of you guys deserve just as much credit as me. So I appreciate you guys as well. Uh, and that is the end of our show and the end of our 2022. Like I said, next week, check us out. Horrible Game Awards, fourth annual Horrible Game Awards. Uh, week after that, we will have the most anticipated games of 2023, and then we'll be back with a semi, uh, not really live, but answering questions and what after that. You guys can also always contact us on Facebook at Old Man Gaming TH, on Twitter at Old Man Gaming 9. Uh, you can join our Discord, the link is in the description below. Hopefully my fucking voice will be better. <laughs> uh, oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then, as usual, as long as you guys keep watching and listening, we will endeavor to continue to make it. We'll see you guys next year. Later, old man fam.
throat is on fire. All right. Where does when does this one come out again? This one's gonna come out Tuesday. Oh, okay. This one will come out Tuesday. The one we recorded Thursday and you recorded before this one will come out uh, the first week of January. Gotcha. And then Horrible Game Awards, which I edited today. Thank God I did it today. It took me fucking four hours. Will be. Oh my God. I mean, with the video ma- media, it's just so much harder because before I would just uh, edit in. What? I don't know. Just whatever Neil was doing looked very inappropriate. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm. I, I was just, like I said, before I got on here, I was going Double through and getting. Congratulations. <laughs> Neil's just. Neil's like looking at the clock. He's like, if I don't get this done now, I'm not going to be able to get it done. No, that's 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 kind of like what I'm doing is like they can't see my weighing. I'm just gonna take care of this. I'm just like, oh, there's there's uh, fur and fuzz all over my my uh, mouse mat here. I'm just gonna get it all rolled up here. So fuzz, folks. (laughs) That all sounded like innuendo after we said that. Yeah, that that's that's fair. I'm not doing myself any favors. (laughs) Well, you are. That's the point. You're definitely doing yourself a favor. Favor. Congrats. It's like Neil. You have anything to plug? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? I'm just kidding. 